0: All right, look at that. We're live. Hi, everyone. It is uh, what time is it? It is eleven thirty-nine uh, Central Time here in Dallas, Texas. As you can see, we are in the building. Technically, we are not in the men's room. Hi, everyone. This is the official Morning Combat Spence versus Ugas post-fight show. My name is Luke Thomas. I appreciate you joining me. Uh, which part of the camera are I looking at here, Tristan? You? Yeah. Okay. Um, Alright, so here's how this is gonna go. We are we just finished watching Spence versus Ugas. It is in the books, but now we have to talk about it. So thumbs up on the video if you are watching this. Please hit subscribe if you are new. And if you've been around and you've appreciated the MK product and you want a little more, hit that subscription button. We would really appreciate it. Yeah? Alright, so we're gonna get to some results here. Brian Campbell will join me as soon as he can. He's finishing up his article for CBS Sports. Then he has to do a CBS Sports HQ hit. And then he will join me. So we'll get to him a little bit later. All right. Let's get to these results. I will read them to you as they are uh, official now. Errol Spence Jr. defeats Jordanis Ugas in the 10th round via TKO. Of course, it was set for 12 rounds uh, at 144 of the 10th round. Basically, by the 10th round, what had happened? Quite simply, Ugas's right eye was a mess. It had been checked earlier, I think maybe the 6th or 7th round, something like that. And the doctor had tested it thoroughly and let it go, and there was a little bit of daylight peeking in, but by the 10th, uh, it, he couldn't even open it. Ugas did object to having the fight stopped under those terms. He appeared to be quite unhappy about it, but his body language was not great. He had slowed considerably. He was taking a lot of punishment you know, maybe not to the point where you could have stopped it because he didn't get knocked down, but he was looking quite bad. Anyway, the doctor took a look at the eye. He could not see out of it, no matter what kind of protest he would have made. Hey, is it hot enough in here? I can still, uh, I'm only sweating my balls <laughs> my balls off. All right, there's Brian Campbell. Now he's going to do his CBS Sports hit, and then he'll join us. Um, So, again, by the time the doctor saw it, that was all she wrote. But let me tell you what the story of this fight was. I'll I'll put this back here in just a minute when when, when old BC comes. Let me tell you the story of this fight, if I can, as it's uh, hotter than Hades in here. The story, as best I can tell, is that Errol Spence wanted to send a message here. Not just that he was back, but about who, I think in his mind, who he believes to be the best 147-pounder in the world I thought that he fought with purpose tonight. I also think he fought a little dangerously, at least even by Errol Spence standards. And I thought overall, even though he took a little bit of risk to get what he wanted, they found out where they were going to have a lot of success. It turned out it was not really at range, although uh, a little bit it was. It turned out that it was on inside fighting. And, dude, Errol Spence is not just a continuous machine of offense where he is pumping the jab and he is going after the body and he is high volume no matter how good or poor the round goes. He's still putting up a consistent pace. And, of course, once he begins to hurt opposition, then he builds on it and builds on it. So there was just, as usual, great tempo from Errol Spence, great offensive choices from Errol Spence, high volume from Errol Spence, and I really want to go back. I do need a rag or something. I'm, I'm sweating like, you know, some uh, 80s '80s preacher on local television. Uh, Jimmy, Swag, y'all Jimmy Swaggart. I remember Jimmy Swagger I feel like Jimmy Swaggart up here right now. But I want to talk about one thing that I did notice that was so big for Errol Spence. Here we go. Yeah, you can just Yeah, There we go. Thank you. Oh, the Lord knows I've been sinning, begging all my extra wives. All right. The point I wanted to make here is. The offensive choices that Errol Spence was making were just absolutely brilliant. Did you guys notice the big place where they found all the success? Remember, he sort of like he, he he looks at a problem and then begins to try to see what works and then makes adjustments to get himself closer to what works and then take away the parts that don't, and then he just begins to pile on over time as he gets a clear read on on what is having an effect. It was inside shoulder position. Did you guys notice that? So it's Southpaw versus Orthodox, right? So it's an open stance when he had his foot depending on where he was when he had his foot off into the outside he might lean with his shoulder and his head to the left side of Ugas' face and then of course there would be some exchanges he would turn him from this position he would punch to certain targets then either through punches, through combination just by stepping across then he would move to the other side of Ugas' ear so now he's on the right side of Ugas' ear he's pocketed in the right shoulder he's leaning his head into him and now the targets are shifting over and changing, and he's doing this back and forth, weaving constantly to the left side and to the right side, and it was actually at this range where he did the best work. These are not just short economical punches inside or coming around the gloves, although he had a bunch of those too, but you'd see him go from inside shoulder to outside shoulder, bring the, the lead forearm across frame, and then go with the cross, so it set up a lot of extra offense that didn't come just from those positions, but dude, Ugas had no answer for that. It did turn out I I think you could say that actually at range, sort of like not maybe what they would call mid-range sort of end of your jab range Ugas was still a handful there. Pacquiao could never seem to get the fight out of that space right? Pacquiao, of course, wasn't really himself and there's a lot of reasons why Pacquiao lost to Ugas but one thing Ugas did really well was sort of keep the fight in that particular range and when they fought that way Spence was getting kind of, I won't say tuned up, but he was getting... He was getting landed on. It was not so clean. It was not so clean at all. So it was actually that real short inside range where he could smother and pin some of the arms or himself to the inside space land around the, the back side behind the arm to the uh, with his left hand so sort of more across the center line shift over so now the left hand is coming back to the the other side and now the right hand is sort of on the center line and each time he's pushing them around and turning them which direction he wants to go a lot of times he would enter into position with his lead shoulder a lot of times he would throw switch stance and then enter into the other position and then go back and forth, this is what I mean. That is a true, just genius effort. I had brought it up with Sean Porter that you don't see a lot of head movement from Errol Spence, and I do think that cost him a little bit here tonight in terms of however many rounds he lost. I have not seen the judges' scorecards. When Brian sits down, I'll take a look at them. But the point I wanted to make was, um, you know, he was getting hit a little bit in those spaces, but once he discovered that he could push, turn, smother – and then essentially through volume and then whack-a-mole, where I, you, know, you you bring the hands here, he's coming around, the hands go to the back, he's bringing them in a linear fashion. And then again, you, you mix in everything, tempo, location, targeting, switching, confusion, pushing, turning, leaning. It's just overwhelming. It's just completely overwhelming. These guys don't know what to do with it. You can't blame them for it because what can you do? I'm not even really sure. It's very. he's a very, very difficult problem to solve. Now, I don't know enough about the totality of Ugas's career to say this is the no one's ever beat him like this. But I can certainly say since his second chapter in boxing, since he's been back, I mean, Sean Porter, Officially beat him, although there's some controversy. And even if you want to say that Sean Porter did beat him, geez, man, he didn't beat him like this. This was Errol Spence refusing, refusing anything other than a stoppage. So you have to love that he had the brilliance that he always seems to have. You have to love that he had the basics that he always seems to have, the really strong boxing fundamentals. You have to like maybe at least a little bit that he took some additional risks to get the fight. I think, moving to kind of get Ugas to not be so planted, so fixed, right? Part of that turning, that pushing, that pulling is to get an offensive result from a very defensively, uh, not not limited certainly, but defensively shelled up fighter who is going to be a little bit more careful about risk. When you open him up like that, you do have to accept some of that risk coming back but it also that that through that motion and that switching and then that pace, that just creates more and more and more and more offense. It is utterly remarkable what he's able to do. Utterly remarkable. And so when he puts on a performance like this, you, you have to go back to those questions. What do we have to make of the car accident? What can we say about the retina? I don't know about the retina, but I can say that that car accident and even, you know, the retina uh, the retina today is obviously fine. I mean, long-term with the retina. But, dude, Errol Spence is just as good as he ever was, if not a little bit better, if not a little bit more motivated. I mean, if you go back and watch the Danny Garcia fight, it's not like he took a, you know, he took that fight off or something. But can you really say that he fought that Garcia fight with the same kind of risk acceptance that he did in this fight? Mm, I don't think so. Now, of course, you have to tailor game plans and tailor different levels of risk that you're willing to tolerate based on the opponent based on the circumstances back in Dallas Texas buoyed by the hometown crowd lots of questions since losing out on the Pacquiao opportunity Spence seems to me very much wanted to see a mess, send a message and very much did by this calling out Terrence Crawford and let me just say this I'm kind of going around different places but let me say this before BC gets here because we will talk about this you know I don't i understand the boxing politics we don't even know where terence crawford's going to sign we don't know with what promoter and what network he's going to end up with but i'll say this there are four major weight class titles at 147 pounds as there are for many of the weight classes in boxing three of them are held by errol spence jr one of them is held by terence crawford these are the only two guys holding belts if we can't get a fight between them now and I I realize that it's certainly more difficult than my sad entreaties to get it otherwise indicate. But if we can't get it in a scenario where the only belts are held by them, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know that we're gonna get it. If you can't get it now, I don't know how you're going to get it. You have Terrence Crawford as a technically a speaking right now, contractual free agent with hold it with what with one belt under his on his resume. You have Errol Spence with PBC but he has three of the other belts, meaning, at least in theory, Crawford has the capacity to sign and then take the fight. Now, I realize that he could go somewhere else. He could fight somebody else. Lots of different ways that could end up. Maybe he wants too much money. Maybe they don't want to pay him that. I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. And, of course, he could even sign with PBC and then end up taking on a Keith Thurman or somebody else and not take this one. But I'll say this. Errol Spence went in there tonight with a message to send, sent it, with something to prove a little bit, actually, to me, proved it, and made no, he was not ambiguous when he spoke to Jim Gray after he won. When he spoke to Jim Gray, he said, I want Terrence Crawford next. It has to be now. <laughs> I mean, I feel silly even saying it, but my, my, you have two guys who are not just great, but maybe generationally great. They exist at the same time in the same weight classes they're the only ones with the belt and now one of them has extricated himself from the previous contractual relationship that at least could have made that fight more difficult to make why can't we get it now? that would be the one you would want that would be the thing you would you would imagine if this is the condition under which it's going to happen um, then we're in we're in good shape but I guess we all know that I can't really count on that. Let me see if I can dig up, uh, if I may, let me see if I can dig up some of these uh, ratings. Sorry, not ratings. Oh, here we go. Can, they, can the audience hear you? Okay, can you make them hear you? Yeah, because I don't want to re- repeat that. Here we go. Corey has a, uh, a tweet from Terrence Crawford, apparently to Errol Spence. And I think it's worth reading out on the air here. So Uh he said,
1: congratulations, great fight. Now the real fight happens. No more talk, no more side of the street. Let's go. With a wink face and a handshake emoji. (laughs) Added Errol Spence Jr. What is
0: your level of confidence, Corey, that we can get this done? Level of confidence. I mean. Low, right? A lot of talk about it, though. (laughs) Like. No shortage of that? All week. week yeah no shortage of that there you have it terrence crawford saying he wants it folks i can't you do i need to tell you how big that fight is i don't need to tell you how big that fight is that's got it won't have you know what's interesting that fight won't have the box office uh capability of being anything like a mayweather pacquiao of course not but it would would be big i think would be would be respectably large But for all the things that we ended up not getting from Mayweather Pacquiao with Pacquiao's alleged shoulder injury and, you know, so the relatively conservative style of offense that comes from Floyd Mayweather, um, this would make up for a lot of that. So it wouldn't be able to match the Mayweather Pacquiao pomp and circumstance. But for all that fight lacked, it was a fine fight, by the way. It's somewhat unfairly maligned. But what I mean to say is, you know, you, would, you might get a little bit on the other side of prime Terrence Crawford, or maybe he's got late prime Terrence Crawford, but for sure, in prime, Errol Spence after this, this is the time to do it. I really, really, really hope that they can figure this out, because, dude, you have to ask, who else is Errol Spence supposed to even fight at 147 pounds? Dude. Jordanis Ugas is a legitimate challenge. That's a legitimate fighter who absolutely put himself in a good position to be here. And then you saw in certain ranges and in certain contexts was a handful for Errol Spence. Was able to hit him consistently, cleanly, sharply, accurately. So it was up to Errol Spence to find a way to put that fight in other ranges and another circumstance, circumstances and in other paces to take that away, which he did. But dude, ugas is super legit let's go through this this is what i mean about errol spence's resume so even with all the delays and the car accident and everything else i mean this is who he has fought and i'll, I'll go back to like you know i mean phil lagreco samuel vargas chris van earden that's the guy that sparred conor mcgregor alejandro uh, barrera chris Algieri, uh leonard bundu Kel Brook, which was a big one, obviously, Lamont Peterson, Carlos Ocampo, Mikey Garcia, Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, and then Ugas. I guess you could shoehorn in a Keith Thurman there if you really wanted to. You could do that, but is there really... That's the other part about it. Is like, is there really more market demand for Errol Spence Jr. versus Keith Thurman than there is for Errol Spence Jr. versus Bud Crawford? I grant that the latter is probably a little bit more difficult to make, but it would also seem to be that the upside from a market potential would be significantly greater that way all right here comes brian campbell let's sit him in the chair and then we'll get we'll recap here so as a reminder brian campbell luke thomas we host morning combat monday wednesday friday 11 a.m in the east have a seat here fuck face um, but we also do post fight shows, so we are here live in arlington texas brian has been doing his cbs r- r- report he's been doing cbs sports hq He's also been updating his fans on OnlyFans, doing full frontal nudity. <laughs> it's been amazing. All right, here Did, we have. Can
1: we be professional here for once, Luke? I mean, I, I don't know, know. Can we? I mean, we saw a little bit, a little bit of history tonight. You know, just the, just the 12th ultraweight title unification bout. Ooh, but how about, Luke, and I'm sure you spent a, a great time opening the show with this. How about how old school this fight was? Yeah. How old school the determination, the backbone of both fighters was we got a special fight that I thought maybe could be high-speed chess, which is a technical fight at fast pace. Did I think a two-way brawl in the center of the ring? No. But this is what this is what happens when you get two hungry champions looking to make their name above the fame, above the money, looking to really make their name in the glory, and this, this felt like
0: a Went special a brawl fight. for that long. I mean, this turned into a one-way mug in the last half of it.
1: I'll say that, but I think that because Ugas was so determined and was able to hurt Spence a couple times with counter right hands, he was never truly out of it until that eye closed. So uh, right. at the end of the day, what do we learn? That when Errol Spence says things like at age 32, I might actually be better at for, for everything I've been through after than I was before. And you're like, okay, you know that sounds like a nice thing to say, but you had that ridiculous accident that you were miraculously walked away from. You had the eye surgery, but Luke, it's the confidence. It's the experience and it's i think w- exactly what he says i had 1 foot in and 1 foot out in the past i was a, i thought he was too cocky against Sean porter even though he won that fight in a thriller and at times you you had to wonder you know is it possible if this guy goes all in he's all in now you saw that weight cut you he looked, saw he looked with the nutrition, uh, the ability sorry i'm getting yanked here i'm getting, getting yanked you saw that ability um you're right i don't know what's going on right here i'm getting, you're fine what does he play for the yankees you know what i mean that's good. That's good. Uh, so, look, um, why am I so excited? Because, you know, Errol Spence, an unbeaten star of this era in the post, you know, Mayweather-Pacquiao-Welterweight era, which is the sexy division, the, the the you know, the money division in this game. Uh, this guy came back from all these challenges, showed who he still is in there. And, Luke, the fight that we already deserved, so let's say three years ago, four years ago, it's still viable Spence-Crawford, all four belts, both unbeaten, both in the top three, or at worst four, pound for pound, and both going to have a chance to fight for all four belts to truly determine this generation's Leonard, Hearns, De La Hoya, Trinidad, oh, Mayweather, I mean. Pacquiao. Hang
0: on, Hang on. we got to yeah, fix. Can this. you fix this for me? Yeah, let's bring in the guy. His. Can his. we
1: bring in Mike? I, I've I've often said he, pound for pound he's at least the second best sound guy we have, at least. So let's see what he can what he can do here.
0: But look it's ju- ra- It's wrapped around this. Yeah. yeah. All the, way, all the way in the front. All the way in the front. There we go. My there plan. we oh. go.
1: Wow, wow. Uh, so Luke, this is a sport where let's be honest, you can't always get what you want. You rarely ever get what you want.
0: Yeah, can't. Ever. There's
1: nothing network wise, promotion wise. Did you hear about the Terence Crawford tweet
0: that he wants it? Yeah. Did you? It's time. Time. Yeah, he tweeted at Errol Spence. He says it's time.
1: Do you remember what um what Jake Hager said? I have a phone. Or... I'm rock hard with emotion. Okay. I have a f- So excuse me for 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 being the kid on Christmas How morning. How long did it
0: take you to, before you referenced your genitals? But here
1: we are. We just watched a fight that really had no business being that exciting. That, right? was, that was
0: really fun. Really had yes. no
1: business being that exciting. I was gonna say, but by And the way, now we're set up to get oh, is it a little bit late? Maybe, but maybe it's right on time, Spence Crawford, right now. Well, because they right have on nowhere time. else to go. You know, I mean, Keith Thurman's out there, but they really have nowhere else to go but to find out. Who's the fu- Who's the best fighter of this era? Okay, Canelo, but of this welterweight era. It's a special time right now. These are two all-time great talents, and we're finally going to find out, Luke. There's nothing else standing in the way. Don't say famous last words. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Boxing. All,
0: all the obstacles are not in your way anymore? Boxing
1: back. Welterweight division back. But seriously, uh, the hyperbole aside,
0: uh, I'm look up the. Uh, do you
1: do you think that there's something to that to say that this Spence, this version of him, could actually be the best we've ever seen?
0: Yeah, I think I think you can. What the only thing you can say negatively is that um, he accepted more risk in this fight. Yes, but it seemed to me it was a calculated amount of risk. There wasn't a ton of damage that he absorbed as a consequence, although he did get tagged a few times. Round
1: six, that, that three piece. Uh, he
0: got he got he got drilled a few times, but but in overall, what I do think it does is it hastened his offensive volume starting to rain on Ugas. Yes. And so it was a calculated cost. And it was a net win. And I think it was a smart one. I got to say, Bud Crawford does stuff like that. Not in the same way, but accepts risk a little bit more. We talked about right. this. He accepts risk a little bit more. Now you see Spence sending a message by doing it. I was going to say, BC, to your point about the enthusiasm shown by Spence, not just the skill and then the risk taking, you know, this was a more lively performance than the one he had against Garcia. That was a little bit more. I agree. A little bit more. It was basic. Because
1: I think he was motivated to make a statement. So what does that mean? When Spence is motivated to 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 teach you guys something about himself, to teach all of us, he goes to great lengths. And what I mean by that, long camera shot on you when you're not talking. There we go. There we go. Here I'll we go, yeah. I'll direct this. Okay. They're playing Bachong uh, <laughs> there. Through. Yeah, can we wake up back there? Uh, <laughs> so so here's the deal. You remember the Mikey Garcia pay-per-view? Yeah. When Mikey Garcia moved up and weighed a couple that years back. That was here, right? That, that was. And they said, oh, look, you know, how are you going to do against a pound-for-pound better boxer than you and Mike Garcia? So Spence purposely fought him from the outside and absolutely just schooled him like 12 rounds to nothing. Sean Porter in that fight said, you know, I don't think you, you got you more dog than me. And, they, they, and he went to war basically against the wishes of his trainer and proved that. He was, and, and this is something I, uh, you and I were exchanging as it was going on. I go, Spencer. she's trying to make a statement. Like, he's yeah. literally walking to the center of the ring. Now, he needed a dance partner willing. And like we always say about Ugas, even though he's a technical fighter, he gets close enough behind the high guard. And really, the second half of the fight, he looks to, to break you down with big shots. So it was a perfect storm. But look at that statement that he's making. I'm going in there against an elite guy, a, a quasi-top-10 pound-for-pound guy in Ugas. And I'm going to stand in the middle and take his best shot and give better ones. This is what the... The old guys used to do. I mean, why do we love fights like 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 Leonard versus Hearns, 1981, welterweight title unification? Because it it it's these two stars arriving at the right time, and then they both they, they went for it. I mean, I mean Ray Leonard, fucking, you're blowing it, son. You're blowing it. That's what that's what his trainer said, Angelo Dundee. Ray, Ray Leonard, fucking, went for it. Errol Spence went for it tonight. If he goes in there and goes for it against Terence Crawford. I mean, that, that that gets that gets the, the the hair on my arms. You know what I'm saying? And I know, like, okay, well, what, what does that mean? Well, look, we had the Mayweather era, and I'm not here to say this is Floyd's fault, but we, he had a lot of those pay-per-view fights that talk you in with the talk, and then it's just a one-sided defensive masterpiece, and you don't get the excitement. And we all go, man, you know, I'd love, imagine if he had to fight Ray, Ray Leonard and, and Hearns and all these other guys who just fucking went for it. This generation, they want it. They want
0: this. Well, we'll slow. see how much they want it with this. But you, I, I, I mean, certainly agree. Do you, agree this do was you a have that report.
1: hyperbolic feeling that
0: Spence no, Crockett could be have, I the flight
1: of our lifetime?
0: If they make it next, it will be everything we think it is. I believe that.
1: Because people don't do but that if, to Ugas. You've been around watching tape. I was people just don't gonna, do that to you Ugas. You can ask
0: them. I brought this point up exactly. I haven't seen all of his losses to know definitively whether this is true, but certainly since his second chapter in boxing post-2014 into 2016, like, dude, Sean Porter if it didn't beat him, but, like, it's controversial, but didn't have any rounds, like, several of the rounds that Spence did. Spence didn't just do more to him in, like, one round or something. He put on a sustained offensive beating that no other guy has been able to do. And But you know what's kind of funny about this fight, too, BC? Everyone was saying... I think you know from the we only know what we can imagine and what we have a little bit to go on and everyone was like oh it's going to be really inside very up close where obviously um Ugas is going to do his best work not really Spence took that away and it was actually a little bit at range a little bit at range
1: he fought Ugas on the terms that would have been the best for Ugas to win and he beat him at it
0: and, and I would say in terms of the range in not, terms of the range in terms of yeah. the range yes
1: and look the difference in the end was that for every one counter right hand, Ugas was landing it back over here, back on the BC. Please, Luke's not even, he's not even looking. Okay, okay, can we please? T- <laughs> thank you, thank you. Google it, Lonely Angeles. I That's mean, can my teeth a, be more yellow? I just R&B need more song. coffee to just wash uh, over my teeth. So, uh, what I was saying, Luke, you know, I have no, no, I have no fucking idea what I was saying. I know, I know, it's great, right? It's, it's just, amazing, just, it's amazing. Hey, I looked, no, no. What, what I was saying was, I mean, to go inside and. and and beat that guy at his game. Spence can do anything he wants. He's ridiculous. Him. I mean, and so it, it again goes back to making the statement where what was every question in every interview with Spence? Are you possibly back from this eye surgery? Yeah. I T-
0: mean, look, Times a billion.
1: There's, we have no doubt. We have no freaking doubt. I, I, <laughs> All
0: right, let's go through these numbers. I'm
1: not, Luke, if, you're, if, you're, if you don't get the, the, what the message is, I'm not used to it being this good. I'm used to getting really excited about big fights, and like, oh, ah, yeah, you know, it's decent. But one, guy, you know, I don't think I don't think both guys went for it.
0: Spence versus Pacquiao would have been ugly. It could have been one sided for Spence. Yeah, that would have been Would have been real bad it, yeah. for Pacquiao. Pacquiao kind of lucked out a little. bit I mean, bit can, can
1: we raise? Can we pour one out for the Wavos on Ugas? Have you done that yet? Have you given Ugas his no? Flowers? Real
0: quickly, let me go through the numbers, and we'll give Ugas his flowers. Total punches landed: Spence landed two hundred and sixteen to Ugas's ninety-six. Jabs: twenty-four landed. That's pretty low for Errol Spence. Um, just 19 for Ugas. So not too much of a difference there.
1: 40% of your power shots from from Spence. But 40%, number.
0: 192 landed to Luke, 77. So for Ugas.
1: every one counter shot Ugas was doing, that's what I was trying, trying to tell you before, Spence is is landing four to five shots right. in between. And, and even a lot of those that Ugas is half-blocking, because he's standing in front of with a responsible guard. Dude, Spence is still touching him, still slipping it in. It's not only given the, the nod to the judges in some of the close rounds, but I, if I'm Spence, I'll take that. I get to land four, five, six punches. Maybe you block two of them, maybe you partially block a couple, and then you get one right hand every 45 seconds. Yeah, that was a losing equation in the end for, for Ugas because Spence was just so active and aggressive and on him. That I mean, what else could Ugas have done in this fight? Because if he tries to box him from distance, you're not you're not you're not outboxing
0: him. I mean nothing, right? Because he tried to trade jabs with him, and that was not all that successful. And what ended up happening was. Uh, Spence was able to collapse that space and that distance and then smother him on the inside. We talked about this, that inside shoulder and head position he was assuming, and then switching to the outside, switching to the inside, switching to the outside, high, low, high, low, inside, out, inside, out, high, low, left side, right side. Did you
1: just give the the password to Contra to get unlimited Uh, guys? Yes, it was
0: up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, start. But the point I'm trying to make is, dude, that pattern, which he changes up constantly, it overwhelmed Uga. So you're, you're asking the question, what could yeah. Ugas, Uga's done differently? Take that away. But how do you take that away? I have yeah. no fucking idea. I, that,
1: that's the thing. That's the thing. And, and it's like, okay, who has been more spectacular overall in the great Spence Crawford debate? I think you'd say Crawford, but Crawford hasn't fought the same competition Spence has.
0: Yes. I Cra- mean, Spence... Crawford has had better highlights. True. Better True. highlights. He's a better sports center top 10. Like That Kel Brook finish was... My, and if you know someone what I mean? asked
1: you, gun to your head... Who has the ability in a Spence-Crawford fight to do something that you haven't seen either guy do? I think we still say Crawford,
0: right? You would still say Crawford, yes. But Spence is, dude, you know who he is? Someone once explained to me, he's like, you always want to be the android. Like, if you could imagine a scenario where you could you could program someone to do exactly what they were taught in class. Dude, Spence is that guy. He just, he is a machine in delivery. He is efficient. He doesn't waste a lot of fucking time. He gets right to work. He's consistent. And dude, his I can't go, I can't, Say this enough, he is so smart as a fighter, and they are so—they have so many weapons. Wherever you need him to fight, he can fight. Whatever side you need him to fight on, whatever range, whatever attack, he will find a way to dig it up and then deliver it. And I don't know, if I don't know if Bud Crawford can stop that guy. Oh, I I don't know. I don't know. So that gets
1: me excited because I think there were times where we're going, okay, Errol Spence is beating better competition. But man, you know, head to head maybe at maybe Crawford. I think now you have no idea. I said this on CBS Sports HQ. Who do you like in Spence Crawford? Whoever you pick you're probably right because it's that 50. I mean, who's going to be the betting favorite if they Let's say they made that next. Ooh. And you know what Luke, in the year of our Lord 2022, I think it is going to be next. Because if you're Crawford, you got nowhere that's else. That's a great to go.
0: question. What would the odds be?
1: Would it be a pick 'em? I think Crawford would be a slight. Slight fa- Oh, because, because the nice. sharps, the sharps have seen what have, that they've seen, but the sharps have to weigh quality of competition once Crawford moved up to welterweight because outside of outside of Sean Porter, does he have another elite win? Okay. I like the Jeff Horn stoppage. I like all the ragtag thing. Oh, Khan I'll throw you out. I'll take old Kell Brook. I'll take old, this guy. I'll take this guy. Cause I had to, but really who has done at welterweight, especially in the post Mayweather run. What, what Spence has nobody. I mean, this resume is ridiculous. It's prime Kell Brook. It's Lamont Peterson. It's Mikey and Danny Garcia. No relation. It's Sean Porter it's a miraculous walk away from a accident that was his fault but something that he that he owned and 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 then he just did that to your Dennis Ugas i mean are you are you kidding
0: me and this is the other part too. i said don't you agree like yes could could you do a keith thurman fight you could yes tell me that there is nearly as much market interest in a keith thurman fight as there is with bud crawford not even close no. would be easier to make but it wouldn't do shit i mean if, i guess it would be I mean, great it's for glossy. keith it'd be great for keith yeah. but Uh, I mean, it's stars for us. It wouldn't mean shit.
1: But like, you know, I brought Mayweather's name up before and a lot of people said you're always a Mayweather hater. And that's not really true. But my point is just like, you know, he talked to you in the building, but then they were so one sided dominant. And that's because nobody could touch him at the end of the day. But I think what that created was a generation of, as I say, boxing businessmen who saw what Mayweather did financially along with his insane in-ring success and the control he had. And I think, Luke, it created a new generation, and I'm never going to damn any boxer for this because you're putting your life at risk every time, and I understand that, but who almost have like an idea that I'm going to get into these pay-per-view fights and I'm going to try to win, but if it's not going my way, I don't know if I'm going to risk it all and empty it out in the big moment to try to do that. Tonight, both guys were willing Crawford Spence, I think both guys are going to be willing. There are some other guys, I won't name names, who you're just sort of like, if it doesn't go their way, I don't, I don't think they're really going to try to win.
0: Yeah, we got to the level
1: of the unification title level, which is a big freaking deal, especially at welterweight, and we got, we got that drama out there.
0: You said you wanted to give Ugas his flowers. Give it to
1: him. I mean, what did I say when he walked to the ring? I said survivor. This guy's a survivor, and I don't think people talk enough about the, the, you know, the story of any Cuban. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? No, defector. Export, defector, in, in risking your life and you know d- being overnight in a boat from to Cuba to the I mean like everybody's got a ridiculous story, but you know we talked coming in like he wasn't supposed to be here. He had suffered back to back losses and was doomed, kind of a failed prospect. He retired for two years quietly and nobody was really going. Where's Yudhishthi Sugas? And then Luke that run, you know, kind of kind of got robbed dish against Porter. Got those the Pacquiao shot by accident on a week you know notice and look at what he did um he went in there Luke and he was it started to look like he was outgunned by the way the fight was playing out but he never packed it in he never circled to the outside the equation was an uphill battle of him landing only one at a time per every four of Spence which is me kind of paraphrasing what I was watching but you get it But even in that, Luke, he was still trying to win the fight and still hurt Spence in round six. So I want to get your take on round six because it was a little bit wild. Spence comes out very aggressive, landing big shots inside. One counter right hand from Ugas visibly hurts Spence and knocks the mouthpiece out. Mm -hmm. Spence later said, look, I screwed up. You're supposed to protect yourself at all times. I was relying on referee Lawrence Cole.
0: Who, by the way, just sucks at his job.
1: I mean, if you are a long-term boxing fan, you're like, how is this guy still in the major, major... Texas,
0: baby. Texas Forever Street, indeed.
1: But Spence took his eye off the ball, got hit twice more, wobbled into the ropes. The fact that he never went down is incredible.
0: Pretty pretty. The remarkable. fact
1: that he turned the tables to close that round and was the guy coming on is incredible. But I do think that stoppage by Lawrence Cole in between... To rinse out the mouthpiece, allow Spence to walk across the ring. It's funny. The Spence crowd is booing because they're like, "Yo, what are you, what are you doing?" But that gave, I think that gave Spence some life right there.
0: Maybe. Also, there was just he wasn't making decisive calls. Like he would intervene and then he would give instructions and then after that he would look over the timekeeper and be like, "Oh, time out." So, dude, you gotta, you gotta separate and call time right away, right away. You gotta do that. Then you have to make a decisive call about what you're doing and when. And he was intervening at the worst times. I
1: hope he's like right around the corner and he kicks your ass.
0: I don't, I don't think he would. Him
1: to his face. Um, so by the way, remember when Vasily Lomachenko fought for a world title in his second pro fight against Orlando Salido?
0: and lost? Cole
1: was the referee and let Salito punch him to the balls like 6,000 <laughs> times in that fight and he was completely fine with it. Like, ah, uh,
0: Lawrence yeah. Cole, that's you're great. terrible at your job. Wow, Luke.
1: Uh, so you know, I'm sorry to get this excited about this sport I love, but we went to the highest level and it absolutely delivered. And now there's a sequel coming off of this that could be the best thing we've seen in a long time, and that's called Spence Crawford. So, um Look, uh, there are politics always. We need Crawford to get to the negotiation table. We need both fighters to establish, you know, who's the A, who's the B-side, what's going to be the financial split. But look, every, look the fact that the Crawford was the first name out of Spence's mouth, well done. The fact that Crawford's now tweeting at Spence per Luke, well done. Luke, I don't anticipate boxing tricks where, where suddenly Keith Thurman gets slid in and we push this fight off to next year. I really think this calendar year, I mean, it'd probably be Las Vegas, because that's where the most money is for this type of stuff, Luke. But, I mean, I don't care what your travel plans were for the rest of the year. Family vacation. Oh, maybe I'll go to Connors. Come back. Be there. Spence Crawford. With me. We'll walk hand in hand through this world together.
0: You're so dumb. You think it'll be on Showtime? Will it be on Showtime? Other?
1: Showtime pay per view. I hope. I hope. If you're listening out there, trying to get some checks. Okay. I wanna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, giddy, giddy, right? Giddy. I. It. I. Uh, you know. Look. I'm the one who's always who's always standing up for this sport. Yeah, you are. Okay. I don't let people talk about my biatch. Okay. That was insensitive. A little bit.
0: What are you? You're, 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 boxing's pimp.
1: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Dude, look at Ashley. But look, look at Ashley tonight. She,
0: she would rather, she would, she'd rather be in Guantanamo Bay than here right now.
1: You know, true or false though? Tonight, <laughs> we can take this, 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 this. We can take this lady home with us. You know what I mean? Like you can show her to mom. Boxing came through tonight. Fan man didn't arrive. There was no shenanigans on the scorecards. Two men got in there and had real talk and figured it out. What daring,
0: else? daring to be great. Uh, daring. What what rounds did you give to Ugas? Six. I gave him round three. I gave him round six. I think that's it, right? Just the two.
1: And even and even
0: in both some of those people rounds, gave him round one, which I don't really agree with.
1: But. Yeah, I mean that was that was a pick 'em round. Um, it's it's funny because even in like round six, which was the de- the definitive Ugas round, yet Spence still was coming on down the stretch.
0: Yes amazing performance from him <sighs> moving out to the farm to uh, improperly farm has been terrible for the farm but i'm sure quite beneficial for his yeah. life you he know looked, they
1: have a saying in boxing don't hook with a hooker right i heard you say that on the broad how was your broadcast today it was great it was great i just I, you know I, I i was taught don't
0: do anything with a hooker yeah you know how many guys i know <laughs> who broke that rule <laughs> Entire, do you know how many Marines yeah, I know who broke yeah, that rule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely hooked
1: with the hooker. Uh, let me tell you. That's what Ugas got caught in on this night. But um, hey, what do you think, Ugas? Where is he? He's thirty-five. Does does he end up with another big fight? Because it's, it's- a
0: shame that Porter retired because you could run that rematch back with a fair okay. amount of intrigue.
1: Is there any Thurman? welterweight? way? I was going to say that. Thurman? Yeah. That's
0: a fresh one. It's a little bit.
1: See, the thing about. Keith that's a, that's Thurman, a tough
0: fight for Thurman,
1: too. Thurman's a bigger star than he is a threat. He's still a threat, but he's a bigger star than he is a threat. Would you say that? So that's like a. Probably. That's, that's a fight for him. And I don't think there's a lot of upside unless they go, look, this is the fight we want to make. It's on pay per view. We'll pay you 3 to $4 million.
0: Could, could he. Sorry for the yawn. Could he do Danny Garcia? He could and he wants to move up to 54. It's
1: also another potential trap fight for Dan. Look, anyway, it's a trap fight against Ugas because he's, he's that sneaky he's and tough. that good. I mean, look, what's it's, you had to be Spence to do that to Ugas because nobody does that to Ugas. But, um, yeah, I, I think I've worn out my welcome here.
0: Can we talk about some of the other fights on the court here real quick? Isak Cruz, I mean, dude. You're a Yorkist Gamboa. I love, a,
1: I love Gamboa. I but, dude, have. I
0: mean, it's time to call it a day. He's
1: a, he's a man. He's 40. Can we, can we <laughs> I mean, uh, can if, we? Can
0: you imagine being 40 and taking punches like that, dude? Please dude, call it a day.
1: Do you remember when Roy Jones hung on way too long for like 15 it years? He was fighting
0: in Russia and shit. But you
1: have to remember, Roy Jones, like, in his prime, obviously, was the most freak athlete we've ever seen in boxing with, with the reflexes and hand speed. So even when that's watered down and he no longer can take a punch. You can still get fights because you still kind of got it. Gambo still kind of has it, but it's almost hurting him at this point because there's no punch. Look, he had 17 career knockdowns entering this fight.
0: Yeah, he got 18, 19, 20, and I think 21 in this one.
1: I mean, he only had three stoppage losses heading in, yet he was knocked down 17 times. By the
0: way, Cruz, in fairness to Cruz, he can thump. He has a very deceptive style where he goes uh, very low in crowds and then comes over the top. And he was catching Gamboa clean several times with that fight.
1: Cruz's style and when he's like twenty three, I feel like he's here for a short time and not a long time because he's he just he just lets it go. I mean he he caught yeah, the, but for right now in the next
0: few years it's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be really great.
1: Um, Cruz was crying afterwards, and I don't you know I respect the the, the personal battle of comeback sometimes the loss. Men cry like duh. But like I'm like you're supposed to do that though against Yuri Gamboa, correct?
0: Yeah, but who knows? He missed weight. He may have had a tough circumstance. God only knows. You know I, these guys are there. They live and die in their own minds, too. So who knows what would it
1: be? Okay, could. how about this lightweight bout uh, on the pay-per-view main card where unbeaten lightweight uh, Jose Valenzuela of Mexico Jesus. landed that looping left hand to Bandito Francisco Vargas. But I don't like the stoppage. Vargas, I know he's th- old, 37. He's, he's aftermarket. But but did you see the, the referee basically teabag him without a count? I don't like this trend that referees are...
0: Afraid, I, I thought it was early.
1: afraid to actually give the must count. Like so, what I mean by is, if the guy stands up, you make him do the little walk. You like it's almost like a DUI check. You know, at that point, if you don't like what you see, that's fine. I'm all about protecting guys, but can we let a guy in the first round sit up? Who, who's who's.
0: I thought it was early, but at the same time, dude, they saved that guy a beating. Oh, they did. They oh, saved they did. him a beating. Like, oh, they did. Should there, in principle, maybe have been a count? Maybe. Maybe. No,
1: no, not maybe. There should have
0: Okay, all right. But they saved that guy a tremendous beating that was absolutely coming his way, and yeah. there was no two ways about it. See, this is this is a little sadistic, but
1: our staff so badly wants to go to sleep, right? Dude,
0: they would, re- they they might, they want to break they this might down,
1: call us down. But like we have the right no, we have them,
0: right? No, I have diarrhea. <laughs> I'm your I'm your second broadcast partner um, today. What did
1: you think quickly on the on the uh, Showtime Championship Boxing portion of this card, the 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 free portion, if you will, before the pay per view? You saw that main event that
0: I, I w- had the pleasure of. Butayev and uh, it
1: was Raja Butayev. It was I'm on Stanionis. Did
0: you say his name? Stanionis. Stenionis. I'm Stenionis. sorry that
1: I was butchering it at times, even though he's my Lithuanian brethren. Anyway, he becomes the first Lithuanian male to win a, a at least a piece of a boxing world title. This is the secondary WBA title. I know, I know, I know. Okay. That was a war? Mm-hmm. And what do you think about Staniosis against some of the elites at 147, though?
0: Does he have the name value to command those? No, but he may have a
1: mandatory, mandatory shot to command yeah. it because, you he's know. He's
0: tough. He's tough. Butayev seemed to be out of ideas in this one. Yes. And Stanio- uh, Staniosis, again. Stan Stanionus, Stan Please forgive me. I don't know how to say these names correctly. Stan seemed to have a little bit more life, a little bit more... Um. A little bit more creative, I thought. A little thought. bit more Jurassic
1: back. That yeah, guy knows dude. Who, knows where the weight room. Is.
0: Yeah, he's been in the weight room a few times. Woo!
1: Um, uh, and and how about Brandon Lee, the 22 year old? Uh, he goes the distance. That was 10 a weird fight, the I First thought. time, it's like he dominated it. But did you, were you impressed though?
0: No, was not impressed. Yeah, I, his last fight, I was impressed. This one, well, his last he fight, did, had some questionable moments. Okay, too. fair enough. But this one, he did good work in. Yes, I wouldn't call it impressive. Different, but, but different. Zacharia Choa was
1: more there to survive than anything else. Fair like enough. That, you know, you need it takes two to tango. Takes two to tango to do the Texas two it. step, you do need
0: two. But people. in either case, you know, listen, Ugas is not there to give punches away cleanly either. You have to go yeah. and take it from him. Do you like Texas toast? You mean just big-ass bread? Yeah. You want to call something Texas or something? Just, they're like, oh, it's Texas toast. You mean it's just big-ass toast? True that I mean
1: Before this started, you were like, Corey, can you shoot me from here up because I got a Texas-sized bulge?
0: No, I didn't do that. Everything's I, bigger. I'm about to tell the camera officers why now. What happened? I'm about to tell the camera officers why now and yeah, show no, it all. I got to go fart so loud. BC, can oh, we get those shorts from last night? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I know. Those on camera a lot again? of
1: people were like, BC, that's that's fairly unprofessional of you to wear a... To wear a uh, a drug rug and a pair of shorts on a on a, a professional live stream. What if I what if I just went for and showed up in like a wife beater? What if I just went like full on hometown on you? You're like <laughs> that's how I see you no matter like, what you you're wear. You're like sorry, I I've been thinking about this vape stick that I got right here in oh, my yeah. holster. Okay? Let's start
0: motherfucking vaping on set.
1: Wow. wow! Wow! How how the mighty have fallen right here, Lou. Listen, okay. all
0: I want to do right now yeah, is, is just run a zoom, zoom, zoom and a boom, boom. I right? want to take a comfortable dump, yeah. which is important, and I want to <laughs> go, and I want to get a few hours of sleep before my fucking flight before <laughs> Yo, I sit in seat guys, number eight on Delta. Can we talk about uh, you saw the Benavides and Charlo? Yeah. Incident? So there was a, there was almost oh, a fight in the crowd,
1: two. and it's funny. Uh, right away, I'm like, is that a Charlo brother? It was a Charlo brother, which turns out I think it was. Jermall, that mixed it up with David Benavides in the uh, in the expensive seats in between fights there. Um, the story is apparently Benavide or apparently M- M- J- can the, they hear me? He, they I mean, can hear me. Okay. okay, they can hear me. Germal Charlo apparently uh, was talking to Jose Benavides senior,
0: okay. which okay. started the altercation, and Espinoza was seen restraining Charlo. Steven Espinoza, did, Get the boss Did he involved. have a
1: bedazzled T-shirt on?
0: okay we can call it a day now I love that guy we should not get fired over insulting our boss's wardrobe uh, hey how about Manich with that with that with that creepy slow tone right? I know it's like we're checking out a library book <laughs> yeah. you have to have this back have by Tuesday minutes. or it'll be a five cent fine <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> uh, see, we, I, I, you know, I love Manich so much, and he's arguably pound for pound number one on the mauler list, which has not been revealed yet. I know I'm just going to test a lot of friendships when I do. I'm sorry. Every um, time
0: you do that, I see a lot of, uh, I got a, a lot of worried faces. Yes, yes, because a lot of be worried off faces. The island Once I get my
1: reality show idea going, um, but. Um, Manich, you know, he has, he has realistic fears. He doesn't know if he wants to be a, a downloadable, playable character in our universe because
0: of what happened to Jay Aaron. Jay I Aaron know, was Jay a
1: legitimate is, businessman, filmmaker, Jay and musician a, until he met us. The okay? difference is that
0: Jay is a talentless zero and Corey is not. Yeah, I, I like Manich's music. Maybe that's because I got a little white soul in me, okay? <laughs> You, you, and probably COVID. Yeah. And, you know, like I tried to bring us of, back on know, topic, and one, this is what happened One of
1: our co-hosts gave me each COVID. I won't tell. I won't tell the people which one.
0: Well, you mean one of us did? Yeah. Yes. One well, I can tell you yeah. one thing. It definitely wasn't me. I don't know who it you was. You know
1: what was the funny part? What, what, no, I can't say that. Okay, okay.
0: And also, I also wasn't the co-host who defiantly told everyone he didn't have COVID. <laughs> That was a story that I I don't think
1: we can share. Okay, yeah. At least not uh, without uh, HIPAA and HR. All right, I'm about to have
0: a fart that's going to rattle this whole building. (laughs) So what we should call it. Hey, did you see Jerry Jones tonight? I did not. Did you? No, I didn't see him. Was it cool being on ringside over there? Yeah,
1: the crowd hadn't fully filled in yet, but it was starting to fill in. Yeah, that was that was. That was awesome. That was. A, I got a, I got a little rush. I liked it. Rush, rush. you know. It was a decent Paul Abdul track. No one talks about you know with the, with the rush. Keanu Reeves in the video. Rush. Yeah.
0: Hurry, hurry, lover, come to me. Rush rush i can feel you yeah, i can feel yeah, you yeah. all through me yeah
1: that's pretty gross though right
0: <laughs> yeah dude i mean all the songs in the 80s and 90s were about all kinds of sexual pest behavior yeah yeah all right well on that note we're probably fired yeah yep the boys the boys did dallas we're, all, oh. we're always like well we hope the big bosses see this uh, excellent work we do <laughs> jesus christ i hope they don't see this
1: I mean, there was a lot. To be fair, there was a lot of room on the floor out there to put an MK desk.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of explanations about how there was no room at Jerry's World for MK. (laughs) I'm like, it Which is I the- found quite implausible. <laughs> I'm
1: like, it is the largest stadium
0: in the world. Last <laughs> time I checked, right? Hey, you know, wow. <laughs> they literally told us uh, we had to move your, your spot for uh, for seats.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, for expensive seats. For some I'm like, thing. so you could parade empty ones
0: that uh, were just clue, sitting there? Clue, but- Are you guys pretending on. that you didn't walk into this room, though, and go like, wow, this is really nice? Yeah, yeah, we, we did. did. We did like, and yeah. by the way, there was like 50,000 people here. What I'm saying is, even with that, there's plenty of room in Jerry's world. Yeah.
1: Hey, wh- do you think we should bring Phil on to close? Filthy Phil here?
0: Nah, Phil's... Does he even have pants dude, on, dude? You
1: always turn on our on our uh, on our Rat Pack. You always turn on these people, one by one. They're peasants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He could stab me right now. Do you know some people have said he'd hey, like, be fuck this guy? You look slim, but I got to admit. I bought fatter jackets,
0: so I don't look at it. I don't care. Cards. Let's close it. Let's call it a day before we get fired. All right. Uh, thumbs up on the video. H- hit subscribe. We're back on Monday. Full recap for UFC Fight Night as well, which we have not done. We'll get everything from the Bilal Muhammad fight and everything else on that card, as well as some Bellator action, which we cannot forget as don't well. Remember that name. Bilal Muhammad. Remember that shitty one i did i'm being told he won he did win by decision okay. we'll talk about that on monday plus a whole lot more oh
1: did any fighter shout out uh kenahan today
0: funnily enough uh yes a ufc fighter did if you can imagine the lack of um it's just an epically bad decision to do that but okay ne- neither here nor there
1: you know uh, what i watched this morning leon the professional 1994 thriller
0: all right for brian campbell for CBS Sports, good. for all of the crew here from Mulca and Showtime, who did a great job this week, thank you guys so much. Except for Ashley, but you all the rest of you did a phenomenal job. Ashley did a very okay job, no more than that. Okay, right?
1: <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to let Filthy Phil come out here. I mean, no, kinda...
0: I, I would rather, I would rather, I would rather just die than have Phil in the air anymore. <laughs>
1: He went to Vanderbilt, dude. He Phil
0: went. said he agrees. That's
1: like the <laughs> Ivy League of the South, bro. Dude,
0: every school in the South calls themselves that. Y'all went to Auburn. That's like the Ivy League of no, Alabama. It's not,
1: no, it's not. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah,
0: There's not. no such thing. That's not a thing. You're either in the Ivy League or you're not in the Ivy yeah, League. Then yeah. you're not in the Ivy League. All right. For Brian Campbell, I'm Luke Thomas. Thank you guys so much for watching. Until next time, enjoy the fights.